poppin' for the blow. My money is told. Shotty at go. Till she seen it told. I've been feeling blow. What's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of What's the Dealio? Today we have an amazing guest, a homie, a friend. I'm gonna let Mike introduce him, but Dude, this guy's a sports guy. He's, <laughs> it's our first sports guy. It is our first yeah. sports guy, and he's more than a sports guy. He's more than a sports pretty guy. Pretty impressive an entrepreneur. Yeah, unbelievable. The, the one and only Josh Shapiro, baseball lifestyle. Thank you guys Thanks for, for coming. Me. Appreciate it. I don't consider myself a sports guy anymore. No, I've actually people ask me all the time. They're like, "Oh, like, you love baseball?" I'm like, "Listen, like, it's why I started it." But honestly, more of like, I love business more than baseball at this point. Did you play baseball? What? Did you play baseball? Yeah, I played college at Farmingdale. Wow. And then I played for a year, and then I dropped out of school. I almost got arrested at a photo shoot with Josh. That's true. We got a lot of stories. What? That's actually a (laughs) true story. (laughs) We're not. We're we're saving that one for later because it is a good. It's a great story. Forgot about that. Uh, But we're going to start with how frequently did you post? Uh, One on the hour, every hour, twelve times a day. Wow. That's the difference. Yeah, of course. Yeah, every single hour. So, like, there's funny stories where I'd be in high... Because there was no drafting and scheduling posts. Like, I sound like old Instagram, but there was no videos. It was just photos. And uh, I'd sit in class, and I would draft up a post, and I'd kind of, like, do it on the side. And I'd have teachers be like, oh, what are you doing? Like, put away your phone. I'd be like, I'm working. And I was, like, a little, like, a little snarky for me, <laughs> but, like, I felt like I was working. Like, I always was this... I'm undersized, right? So, like, with baseball, I always had to work harder than every single person just to kind of like be at the same level if not better so i've always been that kid that just like i'll just outwork you and that's kind of what i did with the instagram i used to get made fun of on the bus with the baseball team like it was a joke right like oh i'm gonna make baseball 102 like you know like but i'm gonna do it too this that and the other teachers would tell me that like there's nothing in social media and i just like was surrounded by the right people was there anybody that was doing it that like you looked at that you wanted to be like or mimic or you know, that kind of inspired you? Not because really. This the, is so long ago. Yeah, not, it was 2013. Not really in like on Instagram with baseball. Like there was a few Twitter accounts, right? Because Twitter was before. So I was like, let me bring like what people are doing on Twitter and just bring it over to baseball. And I was just like, what do I want to see? Like what content would I want to see as a baseball player? Like loving it. So I would just post like my glove, my cleats, my jerseys, what I was doing, like all this other stuff that like I just wanted to do. And, like, listen, just being first to kind of it was obviously, like, a great thing, but you also have to be consistent because I remember I can name off, like, 10 or 12 pages that I used to, like, work with, right? There are pages that are – they're not doing it, right? And there's people that have more followers or le- less followers but close to us that have nowhere near the business that we do because, like, we built my, – my now business partner, who was my strength coach, told me to build a business and be behind the camera and not just be a computer and, like, try to build actual relationships, comment back to everybody, and, like, we just did things that didn't scale. We still do things that didn't scale, which is why, like, where we are. It's how quickly did the account grow? Took a year to get to 10K. And then I remember from 10K to, like, 100K, it was very, like, quick. And then from, like, 100 to 250, I hit 250. I was at 100,000 my freshman year of college. And then I, because I remember, like, <laughs> we were, like, walking around, like, tell, tell fun facts about yourself. And I was like, I have a hundred, you know, one truth, one lie, whatever. I was like, I have a hundred thousand on Instagram. Cause I remember saying that again, kind of whatever. Yeah. And then uh, we hit it. And then I remember we hit 250,000 after my freshman year of baseball, uh, playing at college. Wow. So yeah. In one year you, you went it up snowballed. Yeah. It snowballed. And then by like the following year we hit 500 and then in 2018, everything kind of started to like really, really slow down. Uh, because that's when Instagram became more of like a pay to play. Yeah. Than like an organic machine. Like totally. people see it with TikTok now, right? 
you kind of get the get up to the top and then it's much harder to grow and you kind of just go through phases um sorry uh so yeah that's when we hit 250 and that's when i had like a decision to make of like what is this what am i doing do i want to play college baseball or do i want to like pursue this thing that's not even a business at the time this is you're you're one of my favorite like entrepreneur friends and we've gotten to know each other pretty well over the yeah. last several years really from working out right yep. from the, from the gym um and we've shared th- i mean by the way like i owe you for a lot of tips that you gave me through covid which helped the company right like sba funding and things that if yeah. i if you and i weren't weren't talking uh on a treadmill next to each, each other and i didn't bring those tips back to my company you yeah. know things would be different today uh for sure and it's just funny how that works but um I listened briefly to a podcast with Grant Cardone this morning while I was walking my neighborhood with a 30 pound vest on. And he said something to the effect, like the level of attention that you get is basically determines like how far you'll go. Mm -hmm. And Mike, who's a successful entrepreneur and I connected, you know, shy of two years ago at this point. Right. And when we, when we first connected, you weren't really heavy on social. You were using LinkedIn and things of that nature. and Wasn't, wasn't happy at all. At all. And now he's gone all in um, to the point where, you know, his content is is also catching uh, a lot of attention. And, and he's doing a great job putting himself out there. When you were doing it, like, nobody was doing it. No. Like, I thought I was early. I'm, I'm like wow. 2016, 17, unfortunately, where it was, like, more, way more crowded space. Yeah. It's just doing things that, like, don't seem like it's important at the time. And then you like look back and it was what mattered. Like uh, during COVID, like we were locked up in obviously our apartment, me and my best friend, Josh, who also is the, he's the content director of the company. So he does all the videography, photography. Shout out Josh. He, yeah. The goat. Um, and we went live. I went on Instagram live every single night with uh, every single professional ball player I could because they were not able to do interviews with any of the MLB people because there was no season. So I said, all right, cool. I'll hit up all my contacts. And we went on, I went on Instagram live with like the biggest baseball players in the world. Really? And I just gave kids like what my partner would say was like, give kids like a reason to like want to hang out, want to like just tune in. We did our own fake MLB opening day, like in terms of like, cause there was no MLB opening day that year. So we did like a whole giveaway day, like tune in at one for this, tune in at two for this. We did an MLB the show tournament where we would just play kids in MLB the show and we'd build a bracket and I was building a bracket and like, you know, we were doing all this stuff and we were, we were already all past a million dollar company at this point. But like, it was the stuff that doesn't scale. It was the, like, I can name off all the kids that we talked to. I know all the, our customers, like I still answer, I still run the social day to day on the Instagram. It was just like my baby and I can't give it up. <laughs> by I, the way, by the way, when he travels, he leaves his phone yeah. in a safe. Yeah. I'm like, a free, like, I don't, I won't bring like, my phone international. Yeah, I have a literally. second phone that I bring international cause I'm scared that like, I'll lose it or whatever. So, uh, yeah, I uh, I answer every DM. I still answer every comment. I still post every day. Twice now, it's twice a day because uh, it's just not as like no reason to post twelve at this point where we're at. But what, are there specific times of the day? I go eight and like just night times. Night times or until I stay awake because I go to bed at like eight thirty nine o'clock. So usually, so we got to every day religiously. That. Every day. Yeah. Um, what but, about TikTok? Because you did mention, obviously, on TikTok, yeah. there's still that organic reach. Yeah. So TikTok, we have over 200,000 on TikTok. We were, again, we were first on that. Like, it was musically when we were on it. Yeah. I, and and 
just it, I don't want to take all the credit from my business partner Bill is like he's such a good visionary and I'm the, shout out Bill shout out Bill <laughs> I am the execution side of this thing right so he'll be like post 12 times a day and I'll do it right and that's when I was 15 and he saw this kid that was able to like actually execute on what he said and it was working and obviously as a 15 year old kid you see something working you're like give me more and I just would do it and do it and do it hey we should get on TikTok all right immediately do it it's like you're, it's dopamine yeah literally right but it's like, just I don't know. Some of it's just like, like, what do you have to lose? Right. And then like our first TikTok got over a hundred thousand views. And all of a sudden you're like, like you said, now the dopamine kicks in. You're like, Oh, what is this? Mm -hmm. Right. And he was always the one that was like, Hey, content before product. So we used to, I used to say we were a content company with clothing. Now we're a clothing company with content, right? This year we invested in our YouTube channel. Uh, our goal is to get monetization. And we had two videos that reached over 250,000 views long form. So long form content, wow. not just shorts. Long How long form. were those videos? Uh, one was like 11 and one was 15. Oh, they were long. Yeah. And what we did was we went uh, sneaker shopping, like the complex stuff with uh, the number three overall draft pick, who was 11 year old kid that's been following us since he was 11, who's now the number three overall draft pick, who has wow. 400,000 followers on Instagram. He's pretty much like the Bronny of baseball. Sick. He's like the most followed bass player. So we signed him, went out there, did a YouTube video went dumb viral because nobody else was doing that, right? So, like, now our thing is YouTube. It's long-form content. So, so when you say signed him, what does that mean? So there it was, like, a, it was like a small, like, deal. We're actually, I was just saying before, we're actually going to sign him to the brand mm -hmm. um, this upcoming year. So we're actually, he's coming next month. Uh, we're going to do a photo shoot, video shoot, go sneaker shopping in NYC, do a whole thing with him. Um, just because, again, like, we want to be culturally relevant to the sure. kids that are following us. And he's like the goat to all the 12, 13, 15 year old kids, right? Every, they all want to be him. So we're going to partner with him, of course. He's also been following us since he was 11. So it's, it's organic, right? Yeah. Like, so like we've just it's been. Community. It's a I long term really, client, right? Yeah, basically. 100%, right? And like he's still a minor leaguer, but he's more popular than every single MLB player that you could probably name. Why? Because he invested in social like I did when there he was you young. Go. Right? He Isn't has, that, I mean, that's so, it's like. It's so simple to understand the value of doing that stuff, especially depending on what it is that you do for a living. Yeah. But like when we talk to somebody like you that's built their entire life around social media. Yeah. Like it, it, it's it's way easier to understand for people that are listening to this right now. It's like, yeah, obviously like Josh is very successful as a result of Instagram. Yeah. Period. End of story. Right. right. Like there's so much more that goes into it. Right. But I'm sure like, I just want to go back for a second to the, you know, baseball lifestyle 101. I'm going to start baseball lifestyle 102. Like the amount of people that I think for anybody who are like putting themselves out there yeah. and getting like negative feedback from other people, was that like a driving factor for you? Like, to, you know, did that when things were yeah. tough and people weren't paying attention and, you know, your parents were like, hey, you know, listen, you should probably be focused more on baseball than like this little little company thing that you're working on. Yeah. You know, was that like something that, that really worked in your favor? Well, I will say this. My parents were actually very supportive of everything. So like my dad and my mom, like they always let me like chase what I wanted to, right? They never told me no. If I wanted to play baseball, my dad built a batting cage in the backyard. Like he would do whatever it would. My mom, you know, again, same thing. Um, but they didn't have, they don't have, they're not business people, right? They're not risk takers. So they trusted me with Bill, my partner, who was my strength coach. And they were like, Listen, whatever he's telling you, like, like, go for it. Like, this, like, see where this goes. They were the ones that told me to drop out of school. Wow. Wow. Because Those they are great parents. Yeah. They told me that if you were going to get drafted out of for baseball, we would tell you to go chase your dream and you could always go back to school. 
That's amazing. So they told me like this is this this is the best quote. Like you got drafted for baseball just in a different way. Go chase it. Sick. Yeah, and that's like you know, as a parent, and you're a parent as well. I don't know if you have kids. No. <laughs> but you know, hearing that where you tell your kid just I support you no matter what. That's like motivational to me as a parent. A hundred percent. Yeah, and then they were support. Like I mean, listen, I was also 19 years old. And I had my own apartment. I had my, I had a nice car. Like I was also showing financially that I didn't need to be supported, but also like they just they they believed in me like because they knew well, like who I who I was at the core that like I'm just gonna outwork everybody. Going back to what you said, like the doubters, like yeah, I have as a short guy, I have that chip on my shoulder. Like baseball, I was I was a hard nosed player, and like I got noticed for that. I was the only kid in my grade to play college baseball. I started at Farmingdale as a freshman. I was probably the smallest kid in D3. I'm five foot four. Like, I'll go out on a limb and say I was definitely in the top five smallest kids. And I put up good numbers. And, like, I, because I worked my ass off for the whole thing, you know? College baseball is not a joke. No, it's not a joke. And, like, D3 for baseball is different, right? Like, kids get drafted out of there. Like, and we have a kid that played on my team that's in the minor leagues right now. So, like, I just always had that chip on my shoulder. But I also had people, like, the core people around me. That, like, gave me, like, the, hey, you could do this, right? Like, Bill and my parents and my friends that were, like, my close, close friends. Like, Josh, who's still obviously with me. Like, he he was he's now been my side with this because he believed in me because we were just those types of kids. It's That's, I think, such an important thing, that. right? Like, having... I think we all remember, like, people that early in our life encouraged us, maybe when we, you know, were doubting ourselves, too, yeah. right? Like... And, and we still do. I don't give a shit how successful you are. You are, you know, speaking for myself, like there are times where I'm like, what have I accomplished? Like, what am I, you know, like where you just feel like every day you're kind of waking up and just getting started. Right. Like, and, and that it, it could also go away before we hit record. I'm like, dude, you're good. You're so, you're so far I ahead. Like then I think both of us were at our age, but I can speak for myself. I was for sure not. You know, I was kind of starting out around your age in, yeah. in, you know, my field now, which is an amazing head start, you know, for, and I think back to the parent thing. Yeah. It's like, you know, they told you to, to, to dude, go, right? Like, yep. as opposed to like, should I like wait and should I so on and so forth? They, they supported you to go in. Yeah. And I think like, again, it's personality too. Like, I'm also like genuinely like a very anxious person. Like, I, anxiety has been tough for me. And, like, that's when you say, like, it could all end tomorrow. Like, I wake up every day scared of shit. Yeah. Like, I feel like, like, it could go tomorrow. Like, that's why the Instagram, I still have it in my hands. Because, like, I do nine things to check to make sure the Instagram's okay. Like, when it's not working, I'm freaking out. I'm anxious. But it's also what's made me super successful because I'm so detailed on everything. That everything is crossed and everything is done right. And... But I also have a business partner who is the complete opposite of me, right? <laughs> That's usually how it is. And it works so well because, like, when I'm freaking out, he is so calm. I'm yeah. like this, and he's just here. And then I know when he's excited, wow, we've done something, right? Like, this past <laughs> month when we had our first million-dollar month, and I'm seeing him get excited, and I'm actually more calm. Like, I'm like, oh, wow, like, this is different, right? So, like, my anxieties also help me as crazy as that may sound because, like, if you don't like feel like you're, if you wake up and you don't feel like that, like you're not gonna move. Like I'm motivated every day to like move. Yeah, because yeah. I have to. I have a question for you. As far as you know, you're the Instagram guru. As far as posting, do you prepare? Like, what's your preparation like? It's not much as much it's just, anymore. It's just yeah. I mean, it used to be curated content, right? So I used to find other people's uh, content and post it to our feed that I felt was like relating to the baseball lifestyle because everything's all encompassing. So I would just find something that. I felt like I could resonate with 
and now we create a lot of that stuff internally. So like Josh does all the TikToks and everything and he's seeing what there's trending and what, how can we take a trend that's not baseball and make it into baseball? And then I'm posting that cause it's culturally relevant. So I think it's just being tapped into like what's happening around you and then relating that to what you're doing. Um, but listen, genuinely, I don't think we could do what we did then. Now Instagram's so much harder. Everything's so much harder. Mm-hmm. Like, if we people used to run Facebook ads and get a stupid return on their ad spend, and then iOS 14 comes out, which most people don't know about, which is like a privacy security update, and it's so much harder to like spend money. It's your like cost per acquisition goes up. All this stuff, like the game is always going to be changing. Yeah. But I feel like there's like sort of like if you just have like a culture will always be there. So if you could tap into culture and bring it into what you're doing, I think that's the best way to do it. That's great, great advice. Great, great advice, advice, right? Because I, I'm I'm thinking about the difference between you're selling clothing, you're yep. selling product, apparel, yep. very different. You and I are in a service business. Yeah. But I think the, I think it, it translates to what we do as well. And it's funny, I got off a marketing call earlier talking about like just Sabres socials and for the amount that we invest and, you know, the amount of uh, team members that we have dedicated to our marketing, traditional and digital and everything else. I'm like, we're not there. Like we're not, you know, and, and, and it's funny because hearing you say like curating content and kind of taking things that are on trend or culturally relevant at the time, pulling them into, you know, what it is that you do, I think is something I'm going to take away from this conversation. Me as well. I think culture is, everyone wants to be involved, you know? Right. Right. Community, right? Yeah. Like, do people, for you, like, do you feel like you have this community of people yes. that are just bought in because they've been there so long? Yep. We do. We definitely do. We have, like, our diehards, right? Like, yeah. we have these kids that have been following us. Again, the kid Max Clark, who's the number three overall pick, uh, he is a diehard since he was 11. Another thing, this kid, Josh Young, uh, World Series champion this year, rookie, rookie of the year. Wow. I met him in Omaha in 2018. He was playing in the College World Series. I never met the kid. He comes six foot four, comes up to me shaking. <laughs> nice to meet you. Like, I love your stuff. Like, my name is Josh. And I'm like, who are you? Like, I don't know who you are. I go, I watch the Texas Tech game. Kids batting like 600, like all American. I'm like, holy crap. And now he just won the World Series. And I'm texting him as a friend. I'm like, dude, like, you're a World Series champion. Like, I met you in 2018. You were a college base. Like, now it's becoming weird, right? Because these kids have grown up. I've grown up. I was 15 years old. I'm 26 now. Yeah. Right? And so they've like, followed you the whole time. Correct. They, they know you. Correct. They know me, right? Yeah. And that's what Billy installed from the start was put my face behind it. I was the one on Instagram Live every night on 8.30 p.m. for a half hour of prepping, interviewing, doing these things when maybe it didn't really matter at the time or I didn't know what, like, sales didn't naturally, like, climb. We weren't millions. Of, you know what I mean? Like, it just takes time, like, long game. Brand is long game. Long game, man. So, like, and then culturally relevant, like, staying into trends, colors, you know, styles, like, what's in these types of pants, these shorts, like, just kind of staying tapped into that. I have a great people around me that are all tapped into it. That's not just me. And the hardest thing is as you get older, right, like, it's like, how do you stay relevant to the 15-year-old, the 13-year-old, the 12-year-old? Like, what are they doing? How are you staying that? So, like, that's a very tricky thing to do in trying to stay cool, like, it's it, It's crazy, too, because, like, I, I'm a fashion guy. I worked for Prada, like, right out of college. I don't really talk about that much, but um, you, you're not necessarily a fashion guy. No, I'm not. Right? So I think it's like, but you've done a great job of 
I'm curious to understand, actually, let's dig a little bit deeper into that because you're wearing women's leggings practically like me. Yeah. Uh, love that. And you brought, by the way, shout out baseball lifestyle. I got my own leggings here. I can't wait to, to try them on here. Uh, but um, so tell us about that because you can't do everything, right? No. This, is, this is like for everybody in business. You have to have a team of people that are good at better at things than you are yep. at certain things. Tell yep. us about that. Uh, I finally have gotten really good at that because, again, Billy has told me, again, he's kind of been my mentor behind this. And now, like, I would say, like, I've re I read so much. I listen so much. You know that. Like, so I'm now I feel like, you know, we're both on the same level of, like, we know what we know what each other knows. And when I was younger, like, I was learning. But now I feel like we're on that same level in terms of, like, knowledge. But, like, I would he always say, like, you're the bottleneck of the situation. Stop being the bottleneck. And delegate, delegate. And we always overhired when we didn't have to. Because, like, we were always, like, too expensive for, like, the amount of people we hired. But that was his way of saying, like, you need to, like, build up with people so they can do the things that you don't do as well. Because there's going to be a time where you can't pack every order. There's going to be a time where you can't shoot the videos. There's going to be a time where X, Y, and Z. In two years when we have this conversation, I hope I'm not running the social media. Right? right? Like, I, I can't. I can't do it anymore. Because I just have so many other things that I have to do. But, like, designer-wise, like, um, my designer, head designer, Nick, uh, he's a dad of a baseball kid who's now a senior. But... I've known him since I was 20 and since 2016 and he's been helping us design his kids into everything that's high fashion, Supreme, all that stuff. So he's tapped into what these kids are wearing because he's going to these tournaments, seeing what kids are wearing the five inch mesh short with this sublimated thing, with that legging, with this. And so like, we just have like a good group of people. And for me, I'm not a fashion guy, but I know what my consumer wants now. Yeah. Like I know who they are. I know what other brands they look like. And again, genuinely, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You have to see something that's working, bring it to your what you're doing, put your own spin on it so you're not just stealing, and then run with it. And then you build up, you see what works, and then you double down on what works. What's your biggest selling item? Right now, it's these uh, five-inch mesh shorts. We have these, like, ice cream ones that are literally just, like, ice cream flavors. Fire. Yeah. That sounds like fire. Which yeah. is what the best part about all this is, too, is nothing on these joggers or nothing on those shorts says baseball. It's our plate logo with a BL101, which if you go to Tag Hewler, their, their logo is a plate also. So the plate's not necessarily baseball. This is off-field training apparel. There's nothing to do with baseball, right? So, like, that's kind of the goal, too, is we want to reach kids that just might not be baseball fans. But they go, yo, those ice cream shorts are fire. Like, yeah. I don't care, right? So, like, they just have our logo and their ice cream. It's a wider net. Right, right? So, like, we need to stay core to who we are, but, like, we also need to, like, expand to say, like, hey, like, your kids, they're not baseball kids, but, like, they, they rock our stuff because 100%. they're like, yo, it's just dope. Like, it's good. Like, I like ice cream shorts. Nobody's doing it with you. Your brand is perceived cool. I'll wear it. It's Girls and boys? Um, mostly just guys. So mostly yeah. yeah, mostly guys. You're mostly, like, younger demographics. You cross over, you know, as a result of that. Where, Correct. Where, like, you know, same way that let's... Let, let's uh, Goat has yep. done again. <laughs> yep. I was hesitant to say. Oh no, no, that's they're they're we are them for baseball. Yeah. Like, we're like the same type of the same kid that walks in with their stuff is walking in with our stuff. And it's funny because I, I feel like, you know, I, I perceive them as a lacrosse brand. Correct. But I feel like they I heard, I think from them that they weren't necessarily started as a lacrosse brand. The lacrosse community embraced them. Correct. So it's similar to us, right? Correct. Like they they can go to lacrosse tournaments and they could sell and that's that's where I've seen that I look at them as a lacrosse brand too yeah but it's lacrosse roots look at Hurley look at all these RVCA they were all surf brands totally but people wear them that aren't surfers 
right? Because everybody wants to be involved in a culture. And if the culture is cool, people will wear it. Yeah. So, like, our job is to just make the baseball culture cool and people will wear it. Like, I genuinely, like, I've seen it now time over time where people that have have nothing to do with baseball, that don't like baseball at all, go, yo, I want that. Because it's just good product. It looks cool. The brand's cool. The the quality is there. That's all you need to do for people. You know, there are things as a goat, like, Wearing goat on yourself, like you know what? It's funny you know? though because yeah. the young kids just love that term, correct? You know? Like, so the greatest of all time, the correct. play on that, and I know that they were in some legal battles. I know that. you know with with that as well, and they they were able to figure that out. They didn't trademark that. You can't. Can. That's right. such a broad like, term. I'm just kidding. I'm yeah, 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 exactly. But um, I just trademarked Hedgestone. Did you? Yeah. Smart. The name uh, Hedgestone. Yeah, we just trademarked a few things that I will not say. At I'm working stage on a lot of stuff game. too. It's fun. Um. Back to being a student of the clothing apparel business, you also pay close attention to and have tapped into folks like Randall Pilch. Yep. Right? Like just... Um, yeah, I met Talk him. about that because I think it's really important. I heard and, that name before. Yeah, a lot of people probably don't know who he is. Yeah, but talk I about met that. him, uh, Randall, uh, who owns Live Fit, back in 2018, 2017, through a baseball agent who I'm very close to Dan, who I've known for years, who knew him out in Cali. I met him and he kind of taught me the ways of like, Hey, like you're paying X so much for a t-shirt and so much for a hoodie and introduced me to like all these people out in California that we still use for some of our manufacturing, just cause it's a lot cheaper out there. Um, but also like just streetwear, like, like out there. Um, so he kind of helped me out from the ways. Now what's interesting is that I f- our company is like as big, if not bigger than them now yeah. at this point. So it's like a weird thing for me. Cause like I would say like he was definitely one of my idols and I listen he's a great dude but like now I look at these people like I don't know if you've ever seen like Simple Modern the the cups like the Stanley competitor yeah, yeah. hundred million two hundred three hundred million dollar com- you know company and like that's what I'm aspiring to be now yeah. so like it helped me get to the next step but like genuinely like, I feel like you could see it in the brands when they start to lose like why they did it and they lose like the tap in thing and. Like, that's what we're trying to avoid, right? So, like, I learned a lot, but, like, I always am trying to make sure that we don't get complacent with what we're doing either. Always innovating. What's up? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Every product needs to be better than the next. Every design needs to be different, you know, staying on color trends, not living in the past, and just kind of moving forward. It's it's cool because I also, I think anybody who's achieving some level of success in their industry is looking up to and admiring certain people kind of earlier in their career that yeah. ultimately they become homies with. Yep. And that's like, a, you know, earlier on it becomes like a pinch me moment and then it becomes a little bit more, you know, kind of commonplace, yeah, right? Which is yeah. super fun. Um, you know, I think we've all been in rooms with people where, you know, the, the six foot four baseball kid who's the star is, you know, stuttering while shaking your hands. You know, we've all had that when we're shaking other people's hands. And I think in life, as you grow as a person and you stay disciplined and you're, you know, resilient and you try to find ways to manage anxiety and all of those things, um, you know, even it's funny because I start to now think about like things that five years ago that would have, oh my God, if I could do this or if I could be with this person, yeah. like that would be the everything. Now you get an invitation to like go to this thing with that person and you're like, I'm not sure I really, really want to go. Yeah, I think like, and it's, <laughs> isn't that weird? Whole time, yeah. I had that moment. The, I would say that like the craziest moment I had with a company in that sense was we got invited to the 2021 All-Star Game on behalf of the MLBPA to shoot all the content for the 
all-star game. Because uh, we have the content division. We've always been So I had on-field passes, my name, Josh, everybody on the field for the all-star game. I'm talking like for BP, I'm literally next to the net. If you were watching TV, you're seeing me with my phone on there next to Aaron Judge, all these guys. I'm having dinner with all these people. Like It was like nuts. And and again, I don't tell many people this story, but I get up in the stands or watching the home run derby, sit next to Bill, and I just start crying. Ah. I just started losing it. Because he's like, like 12-year-old me would be freaking out. Right. And it's like... I've always been, like, grateful for understanding that, like, I've done a lot of things that most people, like, can never say they did. Like, that was an insane experience. Like, I'm talking, like, literally could free reign of just to talk to whoever I wanted to. That was who I looked up to. But, like, again, if you were to ask me to go back in that situation now, like, I would just be like, all right, like, I'm back here again. Like, I just don't look at it the same. So it is weird like that. But the first time, like, yeah, man, I got out there. I was crying. I was like, this is just nuts. It's amazing. It, it's really it is amazing, and and I think that what's amazing about social media and you know and video specifically is that people feel like they know you, yeah. right? Like, and, and let's go a little deeper into that side of things because I'm sure all the time you're meeting people that are like hugging you, like uh, instead of like they don't realize you're meeting them for the first time because they see you. They don't realize the phone and a screen is a one way thing. Right. Right. So oftentimes I'll walk into a room with in a conference room and somebody's like, dude, how's your son? It's his birthday today. Right. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. And they don't realize you don't, you don't know who they are. You've never met them, but they've been watching you for so many years. They think that they know you already. And I want to hear you talk about that because you're newer to the video game. Yeah. But for you, is it is it like a you're you're super heavy in like a professional sport with professional athletes. Yeah. Like it's way cooler than the commercial real estate space. <laughs> like I have, you know, not the same type of cool people that are like, yeah. you know, excited to meet me in a room. <laughs> the one time I had that, because I was again before Josh was now the face of like everything on social because I can't be anymore. Cause that we made a moment where I was the face of everything, every Instagram video, every TikTok, everything. And then it was like, we have to move me off because I have to just do things that are not on video. 2018, our first College World Series, Omaha experience. I swear I got, I couldn't walk five feet without kids taking photos of me. I was like, every parent, I had parents, I, was, I had a hoodie on, I was talking to my dad and parents would be pointing at me and be like, that's the guy, baseball I saw, baseball I saw, baseball I saw. And I, again, another point where I got to the point where I just broke down because I was like, I'm just exhausted. Like I was, I never experienced that in my life. And I, like, it sounds crazy, but like in a baseball sense, if, we, if any of us walk around, like people sh- like do know who we are. Um, not me as much anymore, which honestly is so much nicer more now the other Josh, cause he's the face out there. But when you have 700,000 followers and you're posting your own content all the time, people do know who you are. So in that space, like you are known. Um, but yeah, it, it is funny with that stuff. Like 2018 was a wild thing for that too. That's cool. Yeah. Mike, what about you? What's been your experience now that you're on video? What what type of experiences or, or moments have you had, you know, that you never would have had prior to actually putting yourself out there? Just so many. It's crazy. Like I like I have a lot of different platforms that call me that want to buy businesses, and they just know me already because I'm on social media. I'm the only business broker in the whole. I think probably five business brokers in the whole country that are on social media like I am. Yeah. So everyone knows me already. I don't have to introduce myself to anyone. Yeah. And it's that's just, that's right there. That's a head start in my, in my world. For sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, people come up to me sometimes. I was in the mall with my wife. Someone came up to me. I'm looking to buy an e-com business. I see you on social media. 
But how did you become homies with Ty Lopez? <laughs> I'm not homies, but he's an interesting guy. So I met him in Miami. Um, he, uh, we were at, we were at this uh, ERC meeting, you know, for the ERC credits, and uh, I told him what I did, and he's like, "Wow, it's so interesting." And then, you know, we had a couple of deals he wanted to send me right away, and you know, he's a smart guy, he knows a lot, and uh, he introduced me to some people, and that's how I met him. Was there so did social media didn't really have much to do with that meeting? No, like you guys actually meeting? No, we okay. just met with you know there was a lot of social media influencers. Got it. You know, yeah, but, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the thing that like for me, like I actually don't put myself out there as much. Like I don't post nearly as much as you do or you do at this point for like myself personally. Because I've also seen like like I'm very much on the ecom Twitter side of things where like everybody is like trying to like promote their business screenshots i'm this this is my business and then you talk to people underneath the the hood and they're like yeah his company sucks like it's not actually what it says and it's like i've just kind of learned like you know what man like i work hard my business is actually like really really solid like i'm just gonna do my thing and like i don't need to put myself out there because i also just don't like like i've just seen so much fakeness from all the people that are in the business world on that side and like it just rubs me the wrong way where like I'm just learn. I think that I need to be them, and then I learn that like their company isn't what you think it is, and it's like, all right, like I, I don't even want to do that. Like I'm just gonna go out. I'm gonna crush it. I'm gonna love what I do with my homies. I'm gonna, you know, and like when I, if I get there and I want to do it, great. But like that's kind of like I've kind of now had a bad taste in my mouth from seeing it with the business world specifically. Of like I don't want to be like that genuinely. Oh, so many yeah. fake people. Like you know, just a lot of influencer that influencers that are fake and then I'm with another someone else who's a billionaire and you don't even know him on social right. media totally right. right yeah i think that's a great point and i think you've been able to make that transition because that's not your role anymore right. you know and it doesn't need to be and i think that's a lesson for me too because i you know listen content creation is another full-time job yep and you know i'm we're a long way from when Brittany and i were filming a weekly vlog and we did 250 episodes over five years. Like, and I don't know how much of that really like helped Saber get where it is today. Like at the end of the day, right. It's not, you can't actually, uh, that's, that's the challenge with branding and marketing. Yeah. What's the ROI? That's the, I love that question. Like what's the ROI of social media? Like, let's, like yeah. I know for a fact that I couldn't have grown my company from New York to California having done deals in 47 states in the last 12 months without social media. I know that for a fact. So for that, it was enough for me. But how much, and we intentionally now steer me away from the face of Sabre. Like, Sabre's a company. I have partners. Like, that was my role. But what's my role in 24? Like, that's what I'm really thinking about now, too. Yeah, I let the business do its thing. And then, like, with me, like, I don't know. I'd I'd rather be the billionaire that nobody, like, expects, like, Listen, I, I'm a baseball player. I, I dress like a normal dude, and, like, I'm not anywhere, like... I have a long way to go with this stuff, so, like, with business and with all the success and all that stuff, but, like, I just kind of like being, like, the low-key dude, too. Like, yeah. I walk into anything at a gym, and, like, no one's expecting this short five-foot-four dude, and then I start talking out of my mouth when I have a backwards hat and my chain on, and they're like, oh, like, this is what you do, and, like, I could talk about every single e-com number, like, the back of my hand, and I yeah. can tell you everything, and I've had those conversations with people that have built bigger business, way bigger businesses than me. And they're like, oh, wow. Like, you know, again, you were this kid, you walked in, 
And then you started talking, and I was like, oh, my God, this kid knows. Like, I'd rather have that because I love that yeah. than, like, me try to portray, like, oh, I know everything. Like, dude, I've, I don't know how to build a $100 million company. You know, we're, we're going to be at eight figures. Like, I don't know what the next step is, so I'm not going to act like I do. I'm out here paying for advice for people like Simple Modern and $100 million companies and telling me, like, hey, what's a brick wall that I don't know exists so I don't hit it and break my company? Yeah. Does, does the company revolve around only you? No. That's good. Yeah, I and I, I don't. My partner and everybody, like, my core team, like, it's, I couldn't do without them. Um, and, like, that's, I know I have all of their lives to build up, too, right? Like, it's not just me. Like, you know, one of my guys, Dennis, uh, got married this past year, got, bought a brand new car, is having a kid. Like, another, uh, Josh, just got engaged, is going to have a wedding. Like, that doesn't happen if the business isn't able to support them with what they're able to do. And I know, me and you've talked a lot about Andy Forsella a lot. And yeah. I, I look up to him from, like, a business perspective, and um, just like his thing is like, why, I'm like, why would somebody that has that big of a company still like wake up and do that? Like, what's the point? And he says, it's like, I love watching like the new cars or like all the new houses and people build their lives. And like, that's kind of what I've learned through all this. Like I was talking to my buddy who has way more money than me, who does a YouTube and all this stuff. And like, I got, you know, my whatever, like money. And he's like, dude, like, it doesn't matter. Like, give it away. Like, give it to your friends. Like, it doesn't like this doesn't matter for that's where right. you're trying to go. And he's right. Because, like, when I give, like, when I was able to, like, surprise people with gifts, it feels so much better than me doing anything myself. You're changing lives. You're yeah. impacting others. Yeah. And I love that so much more. And I've already learned That's that at my life's age. That's what life's about. Good. One yeah. day you wake up, next day you're, you're done. You know, how do you live your life? Right. Right. Are you on LinkedIn or you're just on Instagram and TikTok? Uh, for the business or for myself? Both. Uh, myself, I am. And I was posting a lot more, like, a year ago. And then I just kind of was, like, whatever. Like, again, I just didn't, like... Uh, anything as much to me and the business not really on linkedin no not too much we're on there as like a thing but nothing too crazy it's really youtube is a big thing for us long form that's where all the kids are like we look we're trying to be the mr beast now of baseball like that's the goal give away as much stuff as we can spend more money in terms of making videos how can we buy uh, a one dollar seat at a terrible stadium and buy the most expensive seat at yankee stadium spend that money document it film it post it on youtube Right. Right. And like wear our stuff during it. And it doesn't necessarily correlate again into sales, but it gets kids to watch the brand and then go, what's this brand? And then search it up. Oh, wow. They got cool stuff. Mom, can I buy this? Mom goes, oh, wow. They got all these reviews. They're good. Blah, blah, blah. And that video led to sales. And that's kind of like our game plan. Love that. So your business was built on Instagram, basically. Yeah. At first, for sure. Now I would say genuinely like there's, I, I think it doesn't matter as much as it used to in terms of that. I think it's a nice like, hey, look at this number, like a, a validation standpoint of the brand and it gets us places for sure. But all of our sales, I mean, uh, genuinely it's more of like a pay to play and like how good is your product and word of mouth, like that stuff still matters. Like, do, you have, do you have reoccurring revenue in your business? Oh yeah. Well, we don't have a subscription, but like our return customer rate and our LTV of our customers is nuts. Have we you, drop product weekly. Have you thought about subscription? We have. Um, we just haven't really dove into it too much yet. Um, just Love that question. We, we, we have everything. thought about it. I know. That's my when you're a business, when you're looking to sell your business and you have subscription, yeah, your subscription is 50%. That that, that amount is just worth so much more. Right. Because cons- you know it's coming in the next Private way. equity companies love that. Yeah. It's just, yeah. But I'll, I'll put up, I'll put our return customer and our LTV against many, many people because we drop product every Friday is the goal. So we have people that have placed hundreds of orders, thousands of dollars, LTV, lifetime, like every single thing we drop, they buy. 
we have all in these kids' closets. So, like, that's how we get our customers to come back. And our, our it is nuts how many people come back and buy from us. Yeah, that's but crazy. and we've talked about this. Like, the, the subscription model, obviously, like, you should just create a mystery box that, right. like, you know, at a low price point that everybody that subscribes for X yeah. gets this mystery box monthly and, you know, kind of like uh, car wash memberships or gym memberships. Yeah. Or, I mean, those, all of those, you know, for me, the EFTs, electronic funds transfers, you know, are why I love the fitness business so much. Yeah. And, and I feel like the gym Rain or shine, you're making money. Of course, yeah. And then seeing that translate to the car wash business where you're heavy, that's right? Ev- like everything's that's a everything. membership to the car wash now, right? right? It's right. been happening for You a know, good. the profitability on a member at a car wash, the only cost is soap and water. Right. You know, rather than payroll, the electric gas. Like when it rains, car washes close. But if you have memberships, you're still getting revenue. You're still rain or shine, you're making money. So. Yeah. You got to make a mystery box, man. We have, we do them. They're, oh, just, you do a, them. they're just nightmares to like pack. Cause Logistically. Because like, then you're like, if this person has 10 orders and they order a mystery box, well, what 10 things do you have so you don't put the same thing in your box and you get mad? Like we've done it before. We have mystery tea upsells. Um, we've, we've thought about all of that. There's a company out there that, um, we work with, well, our, our team works with closely called Shinesty, and they're a men's and women's underwear brand, and they have a subscription for underwear, so you get it, like, once a month, and you get to choose, and this, and that's their main business. Another friend of ours owns a baseball subscription company. Uh, it's a box that delivers baseball gear every single month, um, and they're just as big as us, and they're a subscription company. So, listen, we definitely know it's there. Um, I just think for us, like... We're growing 120% a year right now. Good. It's like, you're I doing just, what you're, you're doing. just trying to focus on what we can. And our return customer genuinely is like, I will put it up against everybody because our it's just so I love nuts. That. I yeah. Love that. Yeah. It's nuts. Got that confidence. For sure. I, I just know, like, I see in the numbers that our people are coming back and spending. So you're doing this for 10 years now? The Instagram for 10. Yeah. The Business. website launched in 2017. 2017. Okay. Yeah. And, and so what would you say is the biggest mistake you've made along the way? Um, biggest mistake we made. Did you say so many? You said so many. I yeah. know. I, I, it's just not... not like, no, no, no. I love no, hearing everyone. this. I, yeah. So many for uh, everyone. No. The only way to learn is to make 100%, mistakes, right? right? You get 99 um, no's to one yes. Yeah. Just not know... Like, you yeah. don't... Like, when you don't know the numbers. Like, when you not, don't know your numbers because you're younger, I guess it wouldn't be necessarily a mistake because now... No, that's just, a mistake. But, like, we were, like, spending all this money on Facebook and we were getting amazing return that if I look at it now, I'd be like, please give me that back. But we just didn't spend enough. But we also were paying... For shirts that are more, like you know what I mean, like we just weren't at the scale, and we were just paying too much for product, mm-hmm. over leverage. We didn't have our like I could tell you now again every number in our P and L, everything like like a back of my hand, like that's I'm a freak about all that stuff. I just didn't know that, so we ran into a lot of problems where like either financially or this thing where like you're just like why are we like cash flow low? What's happening? How do we do this? How do we manage that? And we're just really starting to figure that out again with getting the proper things in place. But like learning that it was like nightmare, man. Like you would be doing growing 30, 50% a year. And you're like, why is the bank account this? Why am I not paying myself for three months? Like, why am I crying in a shower? Cause I don't know if I'm going to make the next thing. And like, now I'm at the point where like, okay, like I know the flows, I know how to manage it. I know the things to put in place. And like, that's a scary time. You don't know how to do that stuff. So, so you've been in the situation like sleepless nights oh, and, yeah. and we're going out of business. Oh yeah. And, yeah, and I think it's important for people to hear that because I've been there many times. Oh, yeah. And I think as a leader and as a founder and as a CEO, you know, I, I, I think, and we've, we've all talked about this, like social media glamorizes right. entrepreneurship right. so much. And, 
you know, it's not cracked out, not, not, it's not for everybody. It's not always what you see, which is like, you know, rainbows and, and, and puppies and sunshine and all that fun stuff. Like, I mean, it's a, it's a tough position for anybody to be in. Yeah. And you typically, I, I forget the stats there. I don't need to go into them, but most companies fail in their first year. And, you know, and I feel like every company gets to the point where they're practically failing, yeah. you know, and, and it's the people that have the resilience to, to get up and go and, yeah. and are most importantly resourceful and figure the fuck out their figure out their way out of the corner. Yeah. Um, and that's probably one of the biggest uh, takeaways from, from my experience. We are wrapping up here, so before we do, can you tell everybody where they can find you? They can find me, uh, me personally on Instagram, jshap101, and then uh, the company is Baseball Lifestyle 101. Start typing Baseball Lifestyle, it should come up. And it then, should. Uh, the, ba- uh, the website's bl101.com. So Amazing. pretty much sold out of everything from the holidays, so don't yell at me if we don't stop. <laughs> Good problem Great problem to have. To have. Yeah, yeah. Yes and no. Yeah, exactly. Awesome, brother. Thank you Thanks so much. Thanks for the Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, bro.